Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. What's going on, everybody? Jack McCauley from Dogman.com, along with Luke Munger. I'm actually out here recording right now in Plymouth, Michigan. Flew in earlier today. Today's Thursday. Um, Luke, you flying tomorrow, right? Yeah, I'll be in tomorrow around 5 p.m. Uh, yeah, 5 p.m. Eastern time, just in time to catch a Tigers-Rays game, watch a couple former yep, well, I'll, be, we'll, I'll be there, too. Yeah, I wonder how that looks up. But yeah, tomorrow... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of happy I flew in Thursday because then I get tomorrow to like kind of wander yeah. around Detroit, Ann Arbor. Um, yeah, I'll be at the Tigers Rays game too. That'll be fun. See Nelly back on the field in person will be fun. Yeah. But nevertheless, we came about, here. I was, Kim, right? Kim will give you a hard time about wandering Detroit. <laughs> yeah, right. um, there's not, it's not like there's a ton to do here. We asked some locals actually. And uh, they had some pretty off-ball ideas that included casinos and other uh, activities. But, um, yeah. But anyways, the real reason why we came here was to watch the big non-conference matchup between Washington and the Michigan Wolverines. Michigan 1-0 coming off a big win. Uh, Pretty pretty impressive in my book, to say the least. I didn't think it would be a big of a score difference as it was last week against Western Michigan. Nevertheless, a MAC team this week, they face Washington – at home, uh, we're going to start with Luke in the defense this week. So, Luke, you want to give a little rundown on the defense? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, so, this is a Michigan defense, you know, that uh, after a not-so-impressive opening drive against uh, Western Michigan where they allowed Western Michigan to basically march the length of the field, uh, hunkered down, it held Western Michigan to – uh, 14 total points, uh, and the final touchdown was kind of a garbage time against second stringers touchdown. Um, yeah, held Western Michigan to 313 yards, kind of going by position group. Uh, up front, I would say this is probably the biggest weakness for Michigan. They have a lot of talent on the defensive line. Uh, three starters that are former four-star recruits, including Chris Hinton, who was a former five-star recruit. Uh, this group, for their entire career, though, entering 2021 has a total of three and a half tackles for loss. They did have one last weekend against Western Michigan, but as a team, Michigan was only able to amass one sack and three tackles for loss against Western Michigan. Uh, This is a group. They're all 310 to 325 pounds, basically. So big athletic, strong guys up front, Uh, but they don't have a history, I guess, of really preventing the run at the level you might expect a, or a Michigan Wolverines defense to. I think that's an area that the Huskies can look to try to exploit and get something going on the ground, uh, on the road against Michigan. If you go to their linebackers, their best player is Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, they also have an up-and-comer off the edge in David Ajabo. Um, and then Josh Ross, an inside linebacker, is a returning starter that had 53 tackles last year. He's impressive 
co-led the team with six tackles against Western Michigan. They have a backup linebacker, Michael Barrett, who actually started all six games last year, but he was beat by Nakai Hill Green or Hill Green, who is kind of an up and comer in that linebacker group. So I'd say where the front, I guess, three starting defensive linemen for Michigan isn't necessarily a strength. This linebacker core is impressive and I think can bottle the Huskies uh, or opposing, I guess, rushing attacks up for relatively short gains uh, with the people that they have there. And then Aiden Hutchinson can uh, cause some havoc off the edge. Lastly, their secondary is solid. Uh, It's nothing, I guess, necessarily super spectacular. They do have two uh, very experienced guys in Daxton Hill and Brad Hawkins at safety. Um, those will be kind of the headliners of the group. Both have over 10 starts in their career. Daxton Hill uh, is a very physically impressive guy. In fact, all four starters for Michigan are right around 6'1", 6'2". Most of them are over 200 pounds. Again, an athletic group. Uh, they held Western Michigan to under 200 yards passing, but didn't force any turnovers. Uh, this is a group, I guess, like I said, is solid, not necessarily going to come off and, I don't know, force two or three turnovers, get a couple of picks and maybe force a fumble. But I think they can uh, do an effective job of keeping opposing teams in front of them. They tackle well. Uh, all in all, a solid Michigan defense um, led by a really solid linebacker group. Yeah, so the big name you did mention was Aiden Hutchinson. I guess how important is it for Washington, uh, both run and pass game, to control him? Yeah, I think it's incredibly important, um, especially after – a not so impressive start to 2021 against Montana where Jimmy Lake mentioned that Dylan Morris was getting hit way too early and often. Um, Now you think about that against an FCS school and now how much more so on the road with arguably the best pass rusher in the country coming off the edge. I think setting the tone early will be important for the Huskies. Wouldn't be surprised to see them try to chip with tight ends like Kate Otten uh, as well as Devin Culp. Uh, obviously Jackson Kirkland and Vic Kern will have their hands uh, tied and hands full with a player like Aiden Hutchinson. But I think especially um, in the past game, the Huskies to build confidence for Demo, I think we'll try to get the ball out of his hand quickly a few times, make him feel like he can get rid of the ball without getting his shirt dirty. Uh, and then try to do whatever they can to get at least two sets of hands or two bodies on Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, good. That's good. stuff. Um, Offensively for Washington, Michigan, like you said, they have a lot of athletes, and all over the field they have athletes from safety mm-hmm. to linebacker up front. Offensively, what does Washington schematically have to do to move the ball down the field? Because last week against Montana, saw a lot of power all left, power all right, slants, power left, power right, mm-hmm. slants. Schematically, there obviously needs to be a lot changed and a lot fixed. So what kind of changes do you hope John Donovan and Jimmy Lake make uh, ahead of this matchup? Yeah. You know, that's a good question. I think um, like you said, not necessarily being as predictable. I'd like to see the Huskies. Obviously they ran the ball frequently on first down last week, which I think is a good thing to set the tone for. Um, But like you said, a lot of the time they'd run the ball on first down and then if they'd have second medium or second and short, they'd try to move the pocket and do play action. Maybe mix that up a little bit. Try to get Demo early, I think, completions on first down. Um, I mean, I don't know, to try to break it down a little bit, like if the Huskies are averaging three, four yards a carry versus six, seven yards per pass attempt. I think if the Huskies mix it up, give Demo an easy, quick completion. Although it like it was there even against Montana, they had those little quick outs 
that they would hit to Taj Davis relatively frequently. You do that early, you have second and three. Now maybe you can do play action and try a shot and with knowing that you can try to run it on third and three and move the sticks or have the whole playbook at your disposal for the rest of the downs. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Huskies do try to still kind of make it so it's easy kind of short intermediate stuff for Demo to get them some confidence. Um, I think also a lot will depend on what the Huskies have available for them in the receiver room. Obviously, they will not have Jalen Polk. Uh, nobody really knows the status of the likes of Terrell Bynum and Jalen McMillan. But I think if you have some of those speedsters or more experienced guys that have, I guess, kind of a track record of creating separation, I wouldn't be surprised to see them try to find Terrell Bynum kind of across the middle a little more or even stretch it out if they're able to get some of those guys back in the lineup. Um, but yeah, I think less kind of predictability, maybe throw the ball early. Uh, I, I, like Think about how Washington opened against Arizona. Obviously a completely different team, but everyone comes out expecting Washington to run the damn ball. And then they moved the ball extremely well because they kind of pulled a fast one and started to throw it, you know? So I don't be surprised if the Huskies come out. I would like to see them try to get Demo some confidence, easy short completions, uh, and try to, I guess, uh, pick apart a Michigan defense in a way that's, uh, I guess, not what you might expect from the Huskies. I, I like that too. I think another thing uh, Washington has to do is take a couple shots down the field. Mm-hmm. Um, I think getting those short completions is very important and very vital to establishing um, a solid offense, especially against Michigan um, at home during prime time. It can be difficult because there's a lot of energy in the stadium. So I think taking a couple shots down the field will allow you to, for those short passes to open up a little more. That's something they didn't do against Montana at all, um, which is why Montana loaded the box, played up. You know, they knew everything was going to be right in front of them. Um, and Washington has to do better about extending their playbook, opening things up, taking shots being a little risky, especially having trust in their quarterback, Dylan Morris. But none, nevertheless, I think that's a great um, analysis right there, especially getting those quick passes, uh, taking them on first down too, especially. Uh, anything else that stands out to you about this defense? Any challenges or uh, walls Washington may run into on Saturday? Yeah, nothing in particular. One thing that I will add is, like you said, although Aiden Hutchison is a great pass rusher against a defensive line that's relatively unproven otherwise, I think the Huskies will – look to have, I guess, time to move the ball downfield. So I think pass protection will be important in that regard. Uh, and like I mentioned, which receivers they have at their disposal, we'll be curious to see on Saturday. Now, Jack, I know you did uh, take a look at Michigan's, uh, I guess, offensive side of the ball. So why don't you uh, go ahead and tell me a little more about them? Yeah, so Michigan offensively, uh, like their defense, they do have a lot of talent. Uh, I think the first thing to note, we're going to start out not at the quarterback position, but at wide receiver, and that's with Ronnie Bell. Uh, Ronnie Bell is arguably their most talented player on offense. Uh, speedster, real quick, explosive, insanely good in space. He actually got hurt last week and is out for the entire season. Mm-hmm. Um, he had uh, a 76-yard bomb, an insane one-handed catch that called back on an iffy pass inter- offensive pass interference call, some other plays, but got hurt real early in the game. And he'll unfortunately miss the rest of the season, which is very unfortunate for Michigan who, like Washington, I think wide receiver is their thinnest position group mm-hmm. um, on the offensive side of the ball. Um, now that Bell's out, I think they're going to be looking more towards guys like Dalen Baldwin and Cornelius Johnson at wide receiver. They only had a combined three three targets last game, but they did average about 35 yards per catch, which is <laughs> a lot, pretty ridiculous. <laughs> um, so they are also big speedsters. Cornelius Johnson's one of those guys – He'll probably catch it a little shorter, but give him like a bubble screen or something like that, and he can really make you pay. Uh, real good with his legs. 
older. Baldwin's a transfer. Uh, he's he's more of the vertical deep threat guy. If they don't look to those guys, they're going to look to Saint and Shrill, Mike Saint and Shrill. Uh, he's known to get the get some targets as well. But Cade McNamara, their starting quarterback, ultimately won the job last year at Rutgers, where he completed seventy five percent of his passes. He had a great day against Western Michigan, th- completing nine out of, out of his eleven balls for one hundred thirty six yards and two touchdowns. So McNamara, the one thing he is very good at is spreading the ball around. So outside of those three receivers that I pointed to, there isn't many. There aren't many guys in the receiver room that he's going to, you know, target heavily. I would say those three are the most talented and the guys that I think Washington needs to needs to really make sure to cover well. But if I had to say that McNamara had a favorite target, it has to be uh, tight end Eric All. Uh, and Eric All really captures a lot of attention. Uh, McNamara especially is a big fan of dumping the ball off to his running backs uh, and receivers. Uh, he's really good at with his reads and really good at checkdowns. So Eric All is going to capture a lot of attention. Last week he mm-hmm. had three receptions for 23 yards. Um, and like I said, he is a big attention guy. Uh, in the running back room, they do have a lot of talent there as well. Um, they have arguably one of the better running back rooms within the Big, big Ten. Hassan Haskins is their guy. He's the lead back who is going to – Washington, I think Tula Tuli Nasano and Taki Taimani are two of the biggest keys in this game. So stopping the run and forcing McNamara to take shots down the field um, is ultimately what Washington needs to do for a game plan defensively. So stopping Hassan Haskins is vital. Behind him, they have a couple other great backs – and Donovan Edwards, who is a five-star freshman, and Blake Corum. And Blake Corum is a name nobody really knows, not a household name even mm-hmm. to some Michigan fans. But last week he carried the ball 14 times for 111 yards. Uh, so he really had a tearing, a little bit of a coming-out party. So Washington really needs to be careful of their depth. You know, when So when Haskins isn't in, it's not like one of those plays where, oh, I can take it off because you know he's not in. Uh, they got Corum. They got Edwards, two guys that are very formidable that they can bring in behind an offensive line that is much improved from last year. Mm. Their offensive line in 2020 was by far the weak part of their offense, and they really came together in the spring, fall camp. Um, You know, it's Michigan, so they are able to recruit well. So they have a lot of talent up there, big bodies, and they really played well against Western Michigan, really opening up the run game, uh, something they leaned on heavily. And I think to beat Washington, Washington's really good in secondary. And I think their weakness, most uh, as far as we can tell, is up front stopping the run with their big bodies. Um, so Washington, kind of like I said earlier, most important part of their game, stopping the run, contain, um, plugging holes, and also getting pressure on McNamara to force some bad throws since he is, when he gets time, so good at checking the ball down and finding those open receivers. Certainly. Yeah, so on kind of Cade McNamara – and Michigan's ability to throw the ball. So if you take away the 76-yard and 69-yard touchdowns that were thrown last week, uh, the Wolverines uh, had 71 yards through the air on 15 attempts. Um, And the reason I bring that up, obviously completing deep balls and big plays are part of football, but the Huskies do a fantastic job of limiting big plays, especially in their secondary, like you've mentioned. Uh, So my question, I guess, there is, um, like you mentioned, stopping the run is important against Michigan. Uh, like especially like I guess what I'm asking is will the Huskies do you think it'll be a focus of theirs to to put it in Cade McNamara's hand like how I guess will Washington go about slowing down this rushing attack when I guess there is some big play capability but otherwise like you said a lot of kind of check downs and short gains 
Yes, I th- I think Washington's going to really they're I think they're going to stop they're going to make sure to put maybe hopefully you know the run the three defensive tackle sets that we've seen throughout fall camp. I think they're going to really put that to the test against a bigger mm-hmm. um, Michigan offensive line, so they can stop the run and they say, "Hey, Cade, go over the top on us, make a throw. Let's see you do this against our secondary." Um, and I think that's what Washington needs to do to limit those big plays, get some pressure, and force him to either try our secondary or get those two, three-yard dump downs where Washington is so effective. Um, we've seen him so effective in those in that and those types of schemes, specifically against Wazoo, USC. You know, when teams like to check down, Washington is super good at containing, and I think that's what Jimmy Lake's going to try and get. Awesome. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, and then I guess the Huskies were unable to really get mess, much pass rush against Montana. Uh, no sacks last week. There were a couple of, uh, I guess, opportunities. I believe Asa Turner, uh, and there's one other secondary blitz where uh, someone from the secondary came oh, in. Yeah, and then just whiffed. Um, yep. what, what do you see the Huskies, I guess, drumming up to try to get some pressure on a young quarterback? Uh, he did start a couple games last year uh, and has a start under his belt already this year, but is still a young guy like Dylan. Yeah, kind of like I said, um, I think Washington's going to put three defensive tackles mm-hmm. um, on the line of scrimmage uh, for a fair portion of the game. I think that's mm-hmm. something you know they've been working on and against a team like Michigan where you have to get more pressure. Then you're going to bring off guys like Ryan Bowman, maybe a maybe a hit-and-miss guy like Braylon Trice who can uh, really get back to the quarterback, use his speed and athleticism. So I, I think getting pressure is probably one of them. Outside of stopping the run, I think it's right behind there. Um, these defensive ends and outside linebackers really have to step up and get some pressure because if not, Cade McNamara will make you pay. He's really patient and calm, kind of like Dylan Morris. If you don't get there, he'll find a spot and hit it. So Braylon Trice, um, Savelle Smalls, Jeremiah Martin, all of them, they really have to get back there and try and wreak havoc. Even guys like Taki Taimani, hopefully breaking through the middle. Absolutely. And then I mentioned that Michigan's defense only had three TFL against Western Michigan. The Huskies weren't far ahead with five. Um, I guess, do you think Washington will be able to limit the likes of Hassan Haskins or Blake Corum to kind of short gains? Or do you think they'll have to make more kind of like, I guess, penetrating plays in the backfield and really kind of wreak a little more havoc? To I don't think, yeah, I don't think they're going to have to make as many penetrating plays in the backfield as much. Um, I feel confident in Washington's ability to limit him to like three, two, three yards of carry, but it's like, all right, you anymore. And you can't, you know, you can't allow him to get those chunks, you know, can't allow him to get these chunk yardages. Certainly those plays have to happen. Like any football team, you have to have explosive plays. uh, And those plays resulting for a loss of yards. Those have to happen if you want to win and be competitive, especially against a good team like Michigan. Um, but I don't think necessarily they're gonna have to rely on that. If that makes sense. Understood. Understood. Great. Yeah. Well, I guess we've talked about both offense and defense, uh, not necessarily saying predictions cause you'll see that in our predictions article, but what would you say a Washington win would look like? What do the Huskies have to do to get? Yeah, I think I Washington defensively. I think they're, I trust Washington's defense. They play good in these sort of games. They, they, they're always keep them in it. So defensively, I think Washington, I trust the game plan Jimmy Lake's going to come up with. I think limiting came Cade McNamara. I mean, not Cade McNamara, Hassan Haskins and their running back room to those big chunk yardages 
is a key for them defensively. But I think it all starts with the Washington offense. They have to be more creative in their playbook. They have to dial up some things that are unique. Um, kind of like I said, not, you know, first, first play run every single time. Um, get some play action going. Take some shots. Be risky. That's what Jimmy Lake wanted to do when he first got here. Let's see him do it. I want him to be really creative offensively and try and do stuff that we haven't seen them do. And I think if they do that, they'll have a good shot at walking out of um, Ann Arbor with a big win. Awesome. Yeah. So Washington looking to kind of right the ship after a disappointing home loss to Montana. Um, stick around dogman.com for coverage pregame during the game and postgame. Uh, Jack, thanks for taking the time and go dogs. Yes, sir. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.